Battle English at WeSpeakEnglish.com, where the pen is mightier and the language is the true battleground. There will be three rounds. Round one is Critique Combat. Round two is the Grammar Gauntlet. Round three is the Lesson Showdown. Remember, this is a fun, friendly, educational battle. Discussion of topics, questions, and answers is encouraged. And for everyone watching at home, you can learn more about Battle English at WeSpeakEnglish.com. Are you ready? In today's battle, we have Daniel, Thunder from Down Under, taking on Anna, the Avenger. The judges of today's battle are Kirill, the Bearded Linguist. And the second judge today is yours truly, Christopher Chris Americos. Lesson Showdown. Are you ready for round three? Here are the topics that you can choose from to make a video lesson about. Pronunciation of English articles, a, an, and the. Business English, office vocabulary. Compound nouns, how to stress English words. Or gerund or infinitive, correct English grammar. Okay, Anna, you choose your topic first. I'm a big pronunciation fan, so I'll take uh, pronunciation of English articles A, A, uh, and mm, if that's okay. It's the I, one that um, I wanted, Anna. God. Oh, you can have it, Daniel. It's okay. It's okay. I wanted that one. Why does she get that one? <laughs> quiet, guys. Quiet. Come on. Come on. Ladies first, Daniel. <laughs> uh, all right. Ladies first. Just this one. Okay. So that brings us to you, Daniel. Which topic do you choose? Okay. Since I can't get pronunciation because Anna already took that one, I will go for the second best choice, business. Because I love business. I'm an entrepreneur and um, I love doing business vocabulary, teaching that. So I'll do that, Chris. Thanks for uh, the business one. Okay, cool. So it's business English office vocabulary. Great. Now, remember, you have four hours to send us your video file. The video should be about 10 minutes long. It must be your own original work. You can use visual aids, but they must be created by you. No pre-prepared material. Points will be awarded for creativity, clarity, accuracy, and effectiveness in teaching the topic. Now, let's see who can make the best video. Good luck. Hey, everyone. I am Anna, or Avenger Anna, for this competition. And my video today is going to be on the English sounds A, A, and M. So I really hope this will be helpful. And I'm going to try to go in the stages I typically try and cover with my own students whenever possible, which is I like to start with something formal, which in this case will be telling you the correct pronunciation of the words. Then I'll try and give you some examples to help drive that home. I really believe in example based learning. And then I'll try and give you some real world applications. And I know a lot of you who watch these videos are very advanced. So I will try and give some special tips and tricks and unique things that might sneak up on you. And then finally, but in my opinion, most importantly, I'll try and give you some dynamic homework so that you can continue to learn and progress and evolve from this video long after it's over. So if that stays good, please stay tuned. And thank you so much for watching. So let's start with A. A, A, A. Some words that start with this are ailment, ale, such as a beer, and also eat, 
such as she ate a hot dog. I recommend starting phonetically, which is playing around with the sound. This is often the best thing to do in any type of learning from athleticism, like learning to swim to successfully raising animals. I've had all kinds of animals such as mice and sheep before, and I find the same thing. If you start with the spirit of play, it's often best. So for example, start with just making some sounds. A, 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 eight, 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 eight. This is how children learn and it really is the best way to get started. Another thing that can really help, which I learned from my company, Chris Americos, that I'm teaching for is tongue twisters. I hadn't done these since I was young, maybe six, but I started doing them now as a teacher and teaching has uh, encouraged me to develop many things, but one of them has been to start doing tongue twisters again. So what a tongue twister is, is it is a set of words that will use the exact same sound over and over and over again. And you try and say it as many times and as fast as you can, typically until you get tripped up. So for example, she developed an ailment from too much ale, so she ate ginger. She developed an ailment from too much ale. She developed an ailment from too much ale, so she ate ginger. She developed an ailment from too much ale, etc. So try and say it um, as fast as you can. Then what I recommend is get a recording software. You can get this by just Googling online recorder and record yourself saying the tongue twister about 10 times until you're getting tripped up. So stop about 10 times that you get tripped up. Notice, are you getting tripped up on a particular phonetic, a particular sound? This will give you an indication of a phonetic you might need to fix. I think pronunciation is one of the most incredibly important things in language, but it often gets overlooked. For example, I uh, spent a lot of time in Toronto in Canada. I live in Brazil now, but I spent a lot of time there and we have the most immigrants of any city in the world. So it's great for the food scene, the art scene, pretty much everything. But one thing I noticed that was such a tragedy is it's almost as if pronunciation is like doing a video, but having the video totally off and the sound off. If you don't get it right, it doesn't matter how much preparation you put in. So for example, I would see people working English speaking jobs that they had got successfully such as at banks, et cetera, and they might've had the job 10 years. But for example, we have a lot of Chinese immigrants, which is great, and Indian immigrants. For example, my dad is from India, and they would still be mispronunciation of the exact same words. So for example, they would not pronounce the D and T sound correctly. Um, so they would say, you know, the dog is over air, or what is at, instead of what is that. And it's just such a tragedy, because if you can isolate what phonetic you're messing up and a really good indicator might be knowing what language base you're coming from what is a typical phonetic that gets messed up then you can really hone in on that for example i'm taught that in learning spanish the spanish rolling r like ricardo or really can be very difficult so find out what it is from your language or do a tongue twister that has every phonetic and notice where are you messing up Another reason why this can be helpful is as humans, we're so driven um, for positive praise and we really like to feel affirmed and validated in ourselves and from others. So we might have a real tendency to only focus in on things that feel good to us. So for example, if we know how to say beer, but not ale, 
we might only say beer. And this is a tragedy because it shortens our vocabulary and it's not giving us the practice we need. So that's why really isolating what phonetics are difficult for you to pronounce can be really, really helpful. Language really does start with um, phonetics and it's not effective without effective pronunciation. Now let's go to our second sound. Ah, ah, ah. This is such an important one to get right. It appears all over the English language, but very uh, frequently as an article such as the dog took a bath. She had a good day. So it's really important to get right. It also appears in nouns, verbs, everything. For example, there was an avalanche, which is a big crescendo of snow or she ate an apple, or it's important to use adverbs correctly. Uh, I really recommend with this one, a lot of times people do understand how to use the article correctly, but they don't emphasize it enough. Native English speakers will emphasize the a, especially at the start of a sentence. For example, a dog walked across a beach. Um, whereas I find that many non-native speakers will just sort of slur it, be quiet with it, mispronounce it, as in just not say it loud enough, not emphasize it enough. So instead of saying a dog walked across the beach, they'll say dog walked across the beach or a dog walked across the beach. And it can really give away that they don't quite have full proficiency. And again, the real tragedy is they might, they just need to work on this. One thing you can do is in the comfort of your own home, just go ahead and really emphasize a dog walked across a street. Just like someone who's coming from an English language base and has a hard time with ch sound might say the chicken masala, the chicken masala, just really emphasize so that you're not saying the ikken masala or something in public. Also, I have a three-step phase that I think is really helpful that incorporates human psychology. Number one, practice alone in the comfort of your own home. So if, for example, you indicate that the ah sound is difficult for you, practice that at home. Number two, Practice in a safe space like a Chris Americo's classroom. And number three, then and only then, once you're comfortable and you build positive association to using it, go ahead and practice it in a more higher stakes or higher stress situation, such as ordering food at a restaurant, which is time constrained, or something that has high stakes, like an important presentation at work or a request for a job promotion. You don't want to be in the middle of something like that and be struggling to think of pronunciation. It's both gonna distract you from what you wanna focus on, and it's gonna be obvious to other people and can come across stumbly, and having the wrong pronunciation can lead to others not taking you as seriously. Now let's do mmm, mmm, the mmm sound in English. This is used at the start of many English words, including names. For example, the dog is mine. They made Mary at Christmas. He got lost in a mine. It's also the start of many English names, such as Marjorie, McIntyre, Mary. By the way, beware the spelling of Mary. Mary, the name typically for a woman is M-A-R-Y, whereas Mary or merriment at Christmas is M-E-R-R-Y. So just be aware of that. Also, I really believe in teaching idioms, which are sayings in English, such as don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And um, also colloquial or slang language and abbreviations such as BRB and also sounds because you're going to come across them. And again, you don't want to be stumped on them. So mm is also a sound people will make when something sounds good in English or also what's called a filler word such as uh, 
um or mm is something people may say while they're waiting for something. So I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, so you're never stumped when you hear it. So your homework is to go through each phonetic in English, including the three we covered today, record yourself, play it back, and identify the three that could use the most work and never hurts to practice, and practice them with the three-step formula I suggested. Number one, in the safety of your own home or bedroom. Number two, in a safe environment, such as with a trusted mentor, friend, or program such as Chris Americos to practice speaking English. And number three, and only after you've done the first two, in a more high stress or high stakes environment. I hope this has been helpful. Wish me luck in the competition. Bye for now. Much love, Anna. Okay, that's round three. Stay tuned for the judge's final decision. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss our future battles. Click subscribe now. Learn more about Battle English at WeSpeakEnglish.com.